This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. My name is Keen, and you can't just give yourself a blue, black, lip and collar goth. My name is Troy, and I run with a fabulous circle of people. And you're listening to Sissy That Pod, your favorite RuPaul's reaction podcast. Troy, we missed you last week. You were taking notes anyway, I hope, for Snatch Game. <laughs> yes, I accidentally took notes, forgetting that I would not be on the show. <laughs> um, but it's okay, because it just made me engage the show even more. Nice. Okay, perfect. Well, look, we hear your thoughts on last week in this episode, and we hear the thoughts of the brilliant Cara Berry. She is the host of Everyone's Business But Mine, which is a reality rootcut podcast about the Bravo world, housewives, family pump rules, etc. Um, so the three of us have a really great time critiquing this drag spooky yuki design challenge. So let's get into it. Cara Berry, thank you so much for coming on Sissy That Pod to discuss RuPaul's Drag Race season 16. How are you liking this season so far? I'm liking it. I'm I'm refreshed with this season. I like dip in and out depending on which network it's on. Like I'm not hopping over to Paramount. I just can't do it. So I'm happy when they're back in like the MTV VH1 universe. Um, so yeah, I'm really having a good time. Like I, the girls are like younger, they're fresher. I'm having fun. I really am. There was something really early Drag Race with this episode in particular, I think, because the challenge was kind of very low concept. It was just make us make, yeah. make us a goth look. And like I know they tried to tie the Wednesday Adams into that into the whole show, but it just kind of was really reminiscent of season four, make a pride float. Do you know? But <laughs> <laughs> I like. Yeah, for sure. I I really hadn't thought about the writer's strike happening and them just kind of having to scramble for different sorts of ideas. Um, but I, the design challenges are my favorite. So I was very happy to do this episode. That's actually so true. I didn't, I didn't put the writer's strike in context. I guess so this was filmed during the summer. When did the writer's strike kick off? It was kind of during the summer. Yeah. I don't know time you know it doesn't really exist for me so it did happen some point last year yeah yeah it was this i feel like it was the summer yeah so then so then probably the writer's strike might be more likely to affect the coming season maybe mm, yeah i would imagine um, which would be interesting actually to to keep an eye on for sure uh troy yeah you were not here next last week what do you think of last week's episode i imagine you had thoughts well, you know what? I love Snatch Game. I was waiting for it. I was like waiting to see what would happen and like who would like rise to the top. It was a weird Snatch Game. Mm. Like it was not, um, it wasn't like one of those abysmal years where it's like so bad and everybody just like is knows that they disappointed Rue. Like Rue laughed. Um, but there was nobody that I was like, wow, that was so memorable that I will remember it for years and, you know, it'll go up with like, like jinx and like people that are iconic for snatch game there was none of that i was also a little bit i would i wanted more for the megan mccain of it all yeah i wanted to ask yeah didn't megan mccain wasn't giving for you no it wasn't like you could have done so many things she didn't even bring up her dad that's the whole that's the megan mccain joke hello that's like the knock knock who's there joke about megan mccain is that she always talks about her dad and she barely did it so it was like fine. It was fine. Like the whole thing was just fine to me. Knock, knock. Is that my dad at the door? <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> Hello? We would be like keeled over at that. Kara, did you think, like Maya, that Safira should have won over Plain Jane? I do. I agree with Maya. I have like a soft spot for Maya. And this is like a very weird connection. But with the traitors that's happening, Sandra also has these blue braces and i'm just finding it very endearing so i'm with maya like wherever she goes honestly i don't care <laughs> not sandra's braces getting a, a <laughs> they're 
deep cuts for me. I don't know. I don't know what to <laughs> I love it. Where did you land on Shakita? Shakita, was it? Oh, Trina's cousin. Um, yeah, it was funny. It was like, I was happy for her that she like found something that she could find to make funny because I can't think of any character that she would have been able to pull off like an actual living person. So it's smart to be like, I'll just make something up and like have it be just in my wheelhouse, you know? I don't know Trina that well. Could she have just played Trina or would that not have worked? You know, is would have been complicated. Okay. I don't know if the talents are there for that. <laughs> okay, not too much, okay? <laughs> so is my You're not wrong. <laughs> is my one of your faves then or who else who else would be your fave this season then, Kara? Yeah, I I definitely have like a, a soft spot for her. For me, it's I I I have like a love frenemy in my head situation with plain Jane, like it, she does a lot, but the talent is there. Nymphia is like really warming my heart in a very mm. special way. Yeah, I'm I'm really liking Nymphia. I'm really liking Safira. Um, Safira's just mother to me, like especially in this episode. Oh, definitely in this episode. Yeah, oh. we will definitely get into that. Uh, yeah, no, I'm a big fan of her too. Um, okay, let's let's dive in. I- I know Troy. Do you watch the the sneak peeks, the ten minute sneak peek that goes on YouTube, or do you just wait wait till the episode comes out? No, no, I don't. I I do if I have a bit of time and I watched it, and it kind of cuts off with Dawn saying, "It's a it's a sewing challenge." Okay, that means I'm going to be in the top seven. I'm not going home on a sewing challenge. And I had this just really eerie feeling, and I was going to text you to be like, "Do you think this means Dawn's going to go home?" And then when I was watching it that 10 minutes again at the start of this episode, they definitely did set the foreshadowing into motion because Q goes, oh, the Queens want one of the big players knocked out of the competition this episode. And I think they were really foreshadowing Plasma's elimination, which I think is a bit of a shock elimination. Um, So, yeah, I think interesting production at play there. The mini challenge this week was a spit take. And again, this felt like a retro mini challenge. This felt like an opportunity for them to have fun. We got a minuscule piece of history we never asked for that the spit take was invented by a man called Danny <laughs> Danny Thomas, a name you'll forget after I've just said it. Kara, uh, whose spit take did you like the most? Ooh, that's a good one. Maybe it may have been... Oh, that's such a great one. Maybe Nymphia because they like threatened her with having to do the snatch game over again. <laughs> she was like always fearing for her life. <laughs> yes. That was the best. That was like an actual legitimate funny joke too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> also, I think Q when they said the plain Jane was the um miscongeniality of the season seemed genuinely surprised yeah. and that's been taken felt real I mean it was hard to choose between them it was kind of the same joke over and over again but again it was just fun to see them do something different and get into the quick drag and stuff like that like they're the sort of bits of the show that I think you really learn about who these people are from I agree and honestly any opportunity for quick drag like I if we could do a quick drag runway, I honestly would be so like I live for a truly rotted, raunchy, like drag moment with like blacked out teeth, stubble. I live for it. I mean, I'm just thinking about a quick drag runway now. It, you know, that could definitely be one of the categories in a ball at some point. Yeah, like here's a box of fabrics and like some paint or something. Just yeah. go for it. And then they could get get each other to do each other in quick drag. I'm thinking of when when Tina Burner did Rose's makeup. <laughs> Rose <laughs> sees herself in the mirror for the Nightmare. first time. <laughs> <laughs> Not so bad. Um. All right. So look, it's a design challenge based on Wednesday. Adam, they have to go goth. Um. There. So there isn't that much. There isn't like there isn't a main challenge separate to the runway. So we pro- we kind of get a bit more time with them in the workroom, get to know each other. And a few plot points come up. First of which, Safira seems confused and then she seems fine. And then she just seems to walk around the room providing comfort and warmth to the other castmates. I loved, I kind of want a Safira pep talk whenever I'm feeling down. I wanted to be swaddled like that. When I saw that swaddle and the head on chest 
the rock back and forth, all of it. I was like, I need mother. I need mother right now. <laughs> yeah, the soothing voice, just like everything is going to be okay, not alarmist, even though everybody around the workroom is like shading the fuck out of, uh, you know, them for like being so helpful to everybody else and being like, hey, I think you might be fucking up my game too. Can you not? But still, he persisted. And even like there was light, and, you know, there was comedy in there. She was like, I just want that annoying girl back. <laughs> <laughs> Go. My question is, how can you be older than like 30 and not know what doff means? At all? Like at all? Like to have no even like base level, like like you can't even think of any goth person. I was like, that's really crazy. Like you lived through the 80s. You literally... We're in high school in the 80s. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think Sphere is that old. But uh, I think they're like 33. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> but I, I mean, your, your point still stands. I'm like, you're 50. Hello. <laughs> it's the hats, you know? It's the matching hats with the outfit. It it ages people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you were friends with George Washington. I mean, how did you not know what God is? <laughs> Listen, she gives auntie. She gives, like, <laughs> truly. Vibes. I don't know. <laughs> um, Never mind. Yeah, I, I still don't understand, yeah, how she didn't have any reference point for goth and like the the wednesday adams of it all was so woven through the episode and that like do you have no reference for the adam family or <laughs> right <laughs> morticia no From children's programming to like full you know what i mean like sid and nancy like there's nothing there i mean she was she was a, a, alive and in high school probably during the emo wave of the early 2000s yeah like hot topic yeah, Anything? yeah. ashley simpson Anything about Fingerless gloves? Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so then the next kind of storyline is Plasma, or as Plain Jane calls her, Plazzy Jew, um, starts making a matronly look. Dawn convinces her to change it and kind of go more hot topic with it. Then Plasma, or then Plain Jane gets a whiff that they might end up doing something similar and is not happy about it, calls back to the time they both wore blue in the last design challenge. Do you think Dawn was genuinely trying to help Plasma? I think that she was genuinely trying. I actually do think that she was like, yeah, like, go down the runway in another Pan Am look. Like, they just <laughs> not in the mood, you know? But really? being said, now that we see how it all shook out, I am interested in what she would have done, like how she would have just made own aesthetic goth you know like I actually think that I don't know I think that there could have been a lot of potential there for her aesthetic to translate well to like a goth look like so, Mrs. Maisel goes to a sex club yes <laughs> exactly I'm, I was thinking more Joan Crawford like dying on the beach in Mommy Dearest that sort of like <laughs> old Hollywood goth Yes, or like even like um, remember when Miss Cracker did that like widow, crying widow look? It was yes. like here <clears throat> she had the hat. Like she could have done something even like that. Like the birds, we could have done the birds reference. Like that yeah. could have been very dark, cool. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of gothery in old Hollywood that she could have picked on. Yeah, Black Dahlia for sure. Yeah, like there's she's like no, I want to go to the mall. <laughs> That being said, like when they re-show the last two things she sewed, I don't think she would have got out of the bottom two, even if it had been old Hollywood. Right. Especially with Safira making Maya's dress, which I guess is the third and sort of final plot point. Um, So much so that Maya comes in the next day being like, I'm feeling good. (laughs) Well rested. No worries for me. (laughs) I didn't have to sew anything. I've learned the song. I got my dress made. I'm good. She was feeling herself, as would I if I was on Drag Race and somebody else made my look for me and I didn't have to do any work. 
Feeling great, guys. How about you? <laughs> I did, if you watched Untuck, but she didn't even have to put the iPod in. She was like, I know the song. And that's because she was learning it while Sephira was there. So in a way, on her right. <laughs> uh, Kari, do you think it's fair that Sephira made her look? Um, I, you know, I think like all's fair in love and drag, right? Like, is is it against the rule? It should be probably it's a little unethical it's a little gray it's a little murky but i think i don't know like she said she sewed it right so it shouldn't have been as long as she sewed it i'm okay with it there seems to be a conflict in safira and maya are like oh no no you know maya sewed it i just like put pen to paper and everyone else being mm-hmm. like no you sewed it yourself I personally don't have an issue with it because I mean a a big part of life is being able to network and if you can't do something it's important to know people who can I know this challenge is I guess trying to hone your skills but outside in the real world you won't have to so if you can cajole somebody who is good to do it for you why not yeah that's American I agree And also, it's not Project Runway. It's not like the competition right. you being able to sew. It's like, it's one, cha- you know, it's it's a single challenge. Like, I think as long as you're honest about it, I think the problem is when you try and pass off other people's work. Like, I would just be like, listen, I can't sew. She made this and I look really good in it. And I did my makeup and accessorized the hell out of it. But like, I can't sew, you know? Yeah. What would have sent me over the edge immediately would been like had she cried and been like this is not my thing like i can't do that that would have been like a no for me but owned it took it like you know explained exactly i was fine with it yeah yeah i definitely when sphere was like okay and you can do the rest and my head just kind of like blinks (laughs) can i the rest (laughs) by that what you yeah you mean what by that the rest (laughs) like I imagine Safira like put the dress, started in the sewing machine, and then Safira moved the the dress along, <laughs> creating the hem. And then she, put those, she put those spiders on it. Yeah, she, you, she, that was her. Little she touch. picked up that bejeweled skull head. You know, she yeah. that was her. <laughs> she brought the character to it. Um. Okay, so they were the kind of like pre, they were the kind of like pre episode um narratives. From what I could see, Q and Don seemed to be in their own little area, and and Clay and Jane kind of didn't clash with anybody. Um, so there was kind of just everyone else that we kind of heard from. And Nymphia then did the classic, "I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing," which honestly would be so annoying. It's the classic, like I didn't study for this test. <laughs> right, right. To me, like I think you're right. Like it would be annoying to me in the moment, but like watching it, I'm like, I love it more. Give me more. <laughs> Especially since also, so much is like, I don't have yellow this week. I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of like, you know, those people who <laughs> I'm like talking about myself. Uh, those people who's like their create, a part of their creative process is to like panic. Like they have to like induce panic in order to like get the shit done. I feel yeah. like she's like that where she's like, if I don't think I'm going to fail, then I won't be able to. Like, yeah, she can't done. be productive if she's not in fight or flight. Yes, and that's relatable. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. If you don't have sound quality, get the fuck out of here and make sure you listen to City That Pod. Okay, onto the runway. The category is See You Next Wednesday. We're going to go in order of how the queens are on the Instagram page, drag.looks. I think drag.looks this week decided to just put them in order of their favourite because Q seems to be at the top and Plasma, Plasma and Maya are right at the end. Um, 
So let's do Q. Q is up first with this long dress coat. There are layers to it. There are frills. There are bows. There are spots. There is a really gorgeous sort of floral cream and black lining on the inside. And that's all over a series of sort of like fishnets, distressed fishnets on the legs and on the chest. And then the face is white with black. Are they like dense or crows? I don't know what it is. And black swirly bit of hair on the forehead uh cara was this good enough to win for you well first of all you ate that description thank you, did you very really much. well thank <laughs> you very much <laughs> um secondly i wish they had shown the back of it because it had a really huge bow at the back that i that was the part that i really fell in love with but yeah i love this look would i say it's like fully goth i don't know it's maybe a little bit like um what's that movie that's coming out like the crow the Bill Skarsgård movie that's coming out. It's kind of giving like The Crow's Tether. The Crow's of Eyes 3 from Schitt's Creek? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Moira um, Rose I, is in this. Is she? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm settling. I'm into it. It's like, like slutty baby doll kind of. Hmm. I, I like it. Is it goth? I don't know. But I do like it. The execution incredible yeah i wrote down that this is like in my opinion one of the best executed sewing challenge looks i think in the history of the show mm-hmm. like the amount of detail it's it's literally it's basically a couture gown yeah like it's it the detail is insanity the styling is so perfect it kind of like dips in and out of like sad clown which i think is like kind of cool like it, it has like a clown Mm-hmm. It's like mime vibe about it. The makeup is wild. I love the fucking giant bow. And Kaya Gerber said that Nymphia's look reminded her of Alexander McQueen, but this reminded me more of Alexander McQueen. I just think it's so yeah, it's really fucking cool, and she's just so talented. And I have to say, I'm a slut for like an ombre moment. Like you see where mm. like the flowers kind of begin in the middle, but then they like really yes. pump at the bottom. Oh. Like I love for that. I live for it. Live for it. Can we just like pause and talk about Kaya Gerber though? Like what's your touchstone across the pond for Kaya Gerber? <laughs> um, That she's Cindy Crawford's daughter. Yes. <laughs> I don't know who her dad is. And she's friends with Harry Styles. Okay, 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 fair enough. Um, I feel like I'm missing several touchstones. No. Well, she's like, she's, she's, she's dating Jacob Elordi, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. They've yeah. been dating for quite a while. I just watched Bottoms, the movie that she was in a couple weeks ago. So my note was like, why do they keep trying to make Kaya Gerber fun? I don't oh. get it. I was I, ner- I was nervous that you were going to say that you liked her in Bottoms and I was going to say no, like, no. honey no it'll never be that <laughs> like she is so soulless like the true she yeah. actually defines give us nothing like she really <laughs> of like just monotone no expression and just being beautiful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was personally dubious as to her credentials to get on this show like how that much part. of the show had she seen how much of drag does she know because at one point she was like well you know I've had to do some Marc Jacobs runways with I couldn't see what I was doing and I feel like Michelle was like yeah but that's different (laughs) (laughs) you're not a drag queen correct correct okay I'm glad we're all in agreement on this It, it did sort of remind me of is it season Seven, where there was the supermodel snatch game. Is it Gigi Hadid and I can't remember the other person's name. And the answers they gave were so bad that Rue was it like... Was so... And Gigi trying to act like she was like one of the girls was so embarrassing. Play mama. <laughs> yeah, like literally. It's like Vanessa Hutchins. I'm so into voguing right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, no, but I'm kind of with you, Kyra, that I don't know exactly if it gives goth. This kind of reminds me of Got Mick and Utica Queen, and Utica was there in the in the sleeping bag 
dress, mm-hmm. which was, a, you know, really a, amazing feat of artistry, but got McWins because they've like styled it slightly better and it kind of like gives a better character. And this is kind of right. how I feel with Dawn and Q, Q that I kind of feel Dawn executed the assignment better, but Q made a better garment. But this time Q got the win. I know we'll get to Dawn. Um, but like, yeah, I think there's a really nice punk rock thing going on here that I love with, with the net. And there's something about, I tried to describe that tuft of hair that slowly like curves around her forehead. It kind of feels like a sad mohawk, like it was once a mohawk. And now it's sad <laughs> that it's just sort of drooped and sits poised on the forehead. That's kind of how I see it. Like a Harlequin mohawk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine has a rob. It's like porcelain face masks that people hang on their wall. Yeah. She looks like one of those, like those mm-hmm. like masks that you like hang. Those are a real red nail form. Mm-hmm. If you go to like a real old school nail salon, they have those hanging on the walls. You know it's a good spot. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, is it the Guy Fox, the, the mask that Anonymous used, or that white face with the cheekbones right. and everything? It's kind of like that, but dry. Right. Okay, Nymphia Wind is next kind of a wreath or for me it ended up kind of just looking like a black condom um, draped <laughs> in <laughs> veil all around her head and then these like gorgeous plumage across her chest to left and right there's kind of lace jewelry all up and down her arms and then there's like a veil and a cape there's just lots of draped fabrics but because it's Nymphia it's all done in such a brilliant way that it doesn't just look like a big mop of material. It all has its place and its purpose and its function. And she looks great. And the black hair really suits her. She did say that. She goes, I'm sad it's not yellow, but I look great in black. And she's right. I mean, I pray to the church of Nymphia every week. I This is my religion. Is that by eating a banana? <laughs> this is like ridiculous. Like the draping is just so like on point it's perfect the silhouette is so good like it doesn't like swallow her up it could easily because she's tiny but you can still like, see her body and i love the headpiece i guess it is very mcqueen it's very like gaga mcqueen gaga would just like stand in this look in like a music video and like do like a fashion broken doll pose you know what i mean cool i love the headpiece like i love and i like seeing her in a different color like it's cool seeing her do something that's not like really like cheerful and like fun it's cool to see her do something dark uh yeah she's just so fucking talented and i wrote my notes like she could legit be like an atelier like she could work for like dior playing fabrics or something and then she said that she studied fashion atelier in the uk and you can tell you know she could win project runway yeah i mean it was gorgeous stunning like the tailoring is impeccable i love the feather the plumage on her like chest coming out like i love i love live for it um honestly it could have just been more slutty like i would have had more leg a high slit like more body that's my only critique yes just get a leg out yeah get a leg out you know Always slow like out 2024. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's our mantra going forward. When in doubt, get a leg out. <laughs> Waiting for the bus, yeah. get a leg out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, next on our list is Morphine. This is a velvet, sort of v neck, low uh, cut um, dress with these kind of white, spooky, goffy makeup. Uh, and then a really nice, sort of like f- fake. Um, leather kind of tiered velvet or mermaid tail that comes out the bottom her hair is tied up in a bun and is black jewelry red lipstick uh, I've like I don't know if we do a good enough job at like underscoring how good her mug is but I definitely felt it was beat 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 this week I thought she looked really really good unfortunately I don't know how you feel Cara I felt this like you could see the workings in this I could see that she did a really good job but I could also could tell that the material looked kind of cheap in a way that like Q made everything that she used look expensive yeah I I fully agree I think like without the face this could have really given like oh I saw this outfit at Spirit Halloween but I got somebody to make it and like they did a pretty good job but it's not like really selling it for me it's it's like Morticia it's Elvira it's Cruella it's not Cruella but like you know it's just like kind of generic 
without like I said, without the face, I'm like, eh. But I love her. Joy? I really do. No. <laughs> She's not gonna win, but I love her. <laughs> um, as boring as always, Miss Morphine. Guaranteed to put us to sleep. Um, I agree with you. I think that like there should be more emphasis, even on the show, at how good she is at makeup. Because really, makeup is like the best thing that she brings to the runway. Like she's so fucking like that is her makeup is stunning in this uh in this episode. The dress. <laughs> the problem for me with this dress is that I don't think the add-ons do anything for it like the spikes and like the the stuff that she has clearly sewn on at the end it looks like it like it looks like she was like I gotta make this interesting somehow maybe I can like sew a bunch of spikes onto it in like random places and it'll be doth in quotes like it just doesn't add anything yeah I don't understand the one on her hip they're like well that's the weirdest one they're not executed well some of them are like falling off, not falling off, but like they're not like sticking up. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. The one on the hip would be the Coco Chanel thing to take off before you leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't elevate the look at all. It looks like she was just like, this is boring and I got to do something to it to make it look cool. All right. Not that it would have saved it in any major way, but I would have liked vampire teeth on this. It would help. That would have helped. Yeah. A little blood, yeah. yeah. Especially because the face is white. I think a nice vampire teeth would be kind of good. And look, mm-hmm. she didn't talk about the BBL. I, not a single mention the whole episode. It was crazy. Let us cry. Yeah. Let us <laughs> <cry>. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on to Dawn. Dawn had the elf ears. She had this really, like, I guess it's a headpiece, but it's kind of multiple vertical feathers kind of with sequins kind of coming down on her head and these kind of stripes and then the dress is cinched in she is like victoria beckham style waist on this then a chandelier style like series of hoops that come down that i can't tell what the actual fabric draping from it is um they kind of seem like kind of almost like bags or something like that Uh, and that comes down to the floor and there's like a black heel that she has on with it um I yeah I this was kind of my winner for me I thought she did a really great job and I think also over the episode you tell the story of it because you can see what it's going to be before it hits the runway in a way that they never really kind of told you what Q was going to do um I thought she looked great I love the idea of the chandelier and I kind of like something that like glistens at the center of the room being this sort of like dark you know spirit in the center of the room as well uh Troy you're a big Dawn fan this must have impressed you too right I was obsessed. It's so cool. It's so editorial. It's so well made. And I thought it was a really nice, first of all, it reminded me a lot of like a Jeremy Scott moment. Like it gave me like Jeremy Scott sending Katy Perry to the Met Gala and that sh- that actual chandelier. Like <laughs> It was just so cool. And the thing that I love about her is that she's so, even though she's super, super small and short and tiny, she understands her proportions. So, like, it never looks like these dresses overwhelm her. Like, she's literally wearing a, a lace chandelier that's held together with fishing wire. And, like, she looks, she doesn't look overwhelmed by it, you know? Like, you could tell that she is an engineer and, like, she applies that to her sewing. It's really cool. I don't know how to say this, but I, like, hate it and love it at the same time. <laughs> okay. Full <laughs> like, yeah. 50-50 for me. I don't ascribe to the, like, elf aesthetic at all like in my normal life so this is just not for me i didn't need it it didn't add anything it i don't i don't know you know i'm not gonna kink shame but it's just not for me um but like i do love the chandelier element to it i love that the top could have been different like it's a little audrey hepburn maybe it could have been a little bit sexier but like it's fine get a leg out get a leg out exactly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i like <laughs> I, <laughs> I like your strong feelings on the elf aesthetic i mean really what do the elf ears add to it probably not that much it's just it's dawn yeah. that's what she likes to do sure <laughs> i'll let her do it you know as when a member of the elf community we'll be talking <laughs> after by the way <laughs> 
Because <laughs> isn't there, what, what, I mean, what are those books that are really big? They're like pixie smut. That's really big at the moment. Oh my God, the Bible? Oh yeah, her name is Sarah J. Mass. And she writes these books like A Court of Thorns and Roses, A Court of Mist and Fury. Oh, that's what that a is. A Court of Frost. And, oh. and it's like, it's um, not pejorative. It is f- fondly referred to as fairy smut. Mm. Okay. I've heard of the book. I had no idea what that was about. Okay. Okay. I'm sad. Okay. I'm sad. <laughs> Dawn definitely reads yeah, those books <laughs> in a sensual way. <laughs> then and then she'll read she'll read a fluid a fluid dynamics uh, paper and then she you knows she's a woman of two hats. Yeah. She likes her engineering. <laughs> Check her Goodreads account and see yeah. what's going on over there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like didn't they someone find Ao with uh, Oh my god, yeah. Letterbox uh, account. Her, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's Dawn's Goodreads Incredible. like? That's gonna be great. Yeah. <laughs> Right, next up is Plain Jane. She gave us uh, this bolero and kind of panty combo with big boots that then is kind of like dressed with shreds and chains all across the chest and coming down. It is very in the world of Plain Jane, which I'm beginning to kind of see is is Serbian pop star. I think like now that we've seen her in that character last week, I think I can definitely retroactively assign that character to a lot of her looks and this fits in it. I think it was well executed. I thought Michelle Visage was a bit unfair asking for more, but I guess maybe she's bored of the same aesthetic. I don't know where you're landing on that, Cara. Fine with it. At the points, like the posing with the like the rocker, Kourtney Kardashian face, like it was just giving very pink. I it's not for me. Um, I it's fine. It's fine. Not pink. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hair that's giving me pink. I don't know. <laughs> No, okay. I I actually agree with you. I I wrote one of the main things I wrote in my notes was like one of my biggest pet peeves is when you're supposed to do like a goth thing and somebody comes out giving rock hands with their tongue out. It's like we we didn't ask for like high school musical goth. It doesn't <laughs> have to be that every time. Like it's just so like, all right. It's like scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like it's so like surf, you know what I mean? Um but the look was fine. I liked the ribbons and I thought it gave it a lot of like theatrics and movement. Otherwise, it would have been really boring. It would have been a black leotard and Michelle really would have fucking rang her neck. But, you know, I thought that the the ribbons gave it a cool effect and I liked the braided chains. Like I thought it was very like, I think Carson said it was very Chanel and that's what I wrote in my notes. Like it reminded me of like a Chanel bag, but like the goth version all over somebody's body. I don't know. At the end of the day, it still was a leo- It was, you know, it was a leotard with some boots. I um just had a revelation as you were speaking that I, Plain Jane kind of reminds me of Demi Lovato in a way, and I'll walk you through it. Like the talent is there, but also like kind of annoying. <laughs> like, like I'm rocking with you, but I'm like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> that's, what, that's okay, what's that's happening here. <laughs> that's such a good comparison. It's too good now. I can't unsee it. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, I guess Demi doesn't tend to be as outwardly villainous as Plain Jane. Correct. But yeah. yeah. There is like. Not that we know of. Yeah. There is like an. Well, I do remember the, the whole like. Didn't they come for like a restaurant because the restaurant had like cookies on display or something like that at one point? Uh, um, There was a frozen yogurt place that was selling sugar free options. And they were saying that it was like triggering, but there's like diabetic people, you know. Right. Fuck I just them. did a sugar. I yeah. just did sugar free February, Demi. Think of me. <laughs> You're triggering yeah. me. <laughs> uh, okay, that was Demi Lovato, aka Plain Jane. Let's move on to Safira, <laughs> who uh, gave us a big sort of bustle in this black and white sequined web gown she had some flowers in her hand she had a black sort of updo kind of distressed wig with silver jewelry and earrings and necklace and there's a kind of like a black area not exactly in the front but like in the front to the side of of i can't work out what the material is i guess it's kind of like a sort of like sequined material uh coming off of it i guess to give it kind of a two-tone nature um 
this was one for me, Troy, in the characterization, I thought. Mm, yeah, I agree. One thing she's going to do is sell a look. She'll come down that runway in whatever. And her spirit and her attitude and her commitment to, like, a story, you can just feel it. Like, she's, like, she's a whole thing worked out in her mind. You just, like, know it. Um, I just thought the execution of this was so insane. Like, it's so well made. Like Michelle said, there's not a single him. It looks like a dress that took somebody a really long time to make. Like, it's just so, she's just so talented. And I like the little bustle of, like, random sequin fabric in the front. Like, it's unexpected. It adds a cool, she's got a dramatic sleeve. She's prop, and you know how I feel about a prop. I love it. Like, I just was, I, I can't, I couldn't love her anymore. And I liked her use of like, Black Widow in that like, you know, obviously it's not spider related. It's a black woman who's at her husband's funeral and she's kind of having a kind of a good time. She's making the most of a bad situation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's annoyed. <laughs> yeah, she's annoyed because her, her husband's family are there and she's like rolling her eyes at them, giving them side eye. <laughs> uh, Cara, were you also a fan? No, I loved it. Like, I love the kind of, like, Tina Turner does the Mad Max, mm. like, the hair and the makeup. It's, like, very edgy. Um, you know, like, I don't know if it's fully goth. You're right. Like, the funeral and, like, the I actually really love, like, the green pop with the flowers. Mm. I think it's incredible. And you're right. Like, she will tell a story down that runway, and I live for it. The execution is incredible. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Me too. And pop a leg out. But we could pop a I leg think, out in that black uh, yeah. yeah. We could have got a leg out. I mean, Plain Jane did have her legs out. We didn't discuss that at all, but... We didn't. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Maya. <laughs> <laughs> Maya is in uh, Crystal Couture in this uh, leather sort of shiny it's not exactly black i felt it in these pictures they look black but i felt it was kind of like black gold um dress with, with a bit kind of a bit of a mermaid uh, base at the bottom as well uh it comes all the way up to her neck and it's uh, accessorized with like a black necklace long black share wig two birds on her shoulders and a black bejeweled skull on the hand um whether she made the dress or not i actually think she looks quite good i think this is kind of like the same the, guess this is a backhanded compliment, but I feel like this is as good as her normal runways. <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> I guess my, you're, you're sorry, Kari, you're the bigger fan, I suppose. Do you want to, you know, did you think she deserved to be in the bottom two for this? Um, kind of, yeah, kind of. Um, I liked the back where it was like kind of lacy oh, yeah, and sexy from like the ass down. I loved that. And I did like the details with the spiders. I was with Kaya on that. However, like where Safira's makeup is like edgy but kind of feminine, this is like very harsh under the lighting. Like I, I'm not loving the makeup. So yeah, I mean, on the makeup alone, I would say bottom. And I don't know if we needed the crows on the shoulders. I don't maybe just one. I think we, you know, Chanel again, maybe we just did one crow. <laughs> yeah, to to, <laughs> to to counterbalance the skull on the hand, have the crow on the other shoulder. Correct. Yeah. Perfect. Because two crows is tacky. One crow is elegant. It's an old wives' tale. Two crows are tacky. <laughs> it's like calm down, Liberace. Uh, <laughs> No, this is, I hate all of this so much. <laughs> like, I literally hate it so much. I hate the way it fits. I don't find it very flattering. I agree with them about the neck thing. Like, oh my God, I wanted to, I wanted to like rip it open so she could breathe. Like, then going up and then the, 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 the statement necklace on top of it from fucking Sears. Like, I was just like, what is going on? The Countess Mm-hmm. yes <laughs> i like the lace i thought the lace in the back was such a cool detail it really added like an interesting element to this kind of boring dress the makeup oh my god like her she i say this a lot and i'm gonna retire saying this but it applies she's going to watch herself on tv and be better at makeup after i just know it in my heart Holy. because mm-hmm. it is a muddy cakey mess and the weird thing about it is, like, it's somehow, it's bad makeup, but also in some ways boring. 
like this is drag race and you did a you did a matte black eyeshadow and like a dark lip like go for it you know what i mean like do something throw a little glitter on your face or something like what are we doing i'm yeah. just very confused like e even yeah. the bird motif could have been carried into the face somehow like you know kind of yeah. like a wing or something over the eye instead of the eyeshadow or something like there definitely could be more to tidy. it up be a little tacky yeah. it's dragging yeah. it's okay and get a leg out <laughs> <laughs> finally plasma and in the words of michelle massage you can't just give yourself a blue black lip and call it goth um she came out in this low cut unhemmed houndstooth sort of leotard with a black like pleated jean um two belts one white one black and then a a jacket that I would say looks like it was made from a mop. Uh, two mops, one black, one white, and then a long split, long black wig hair. And an awful, I guess, like, silvery glass and pink necklace over a black choker over a white frill around the neck. Uh, have I done that justice, Gar? <laughs> I mean, as much as you can, you know. You can only work with what, what you got, you know? <laughs> it is a chop for me. Like, the top is so, like, Pete Doherty at an outdoor festival. Just, like, stinks. Like, it just looks like it stinks. I hate it. I don't like the jacket. I don't like the um, Farrah Abraham mom uh, steampunk <laughs> necklace. I hate every bit of it. I hate it. Wow. I never thought I'd hear, I'd see a look that was both inspired by Pete Darcy and Farrah Abrams. Deb OG is already typing out her DM. It's like literally. <laughs> oh my God. Troy, go I'm, for it. I'm. I can't help but laugh. I'm sitting here laughing so hard because I took a picture of like the screen and the way she is the way she strutted out <laughs> like she really thought she was eating. You couldn't tell her a single thing. Like she has her hand on her hip and she's fucking it's just I love when somebody is so delusional like in the, in the exact kind of way that Plasma is with this look. It's, like, so funny to me. But, no, it's... I think that, like... Okay, I'm going to try and give benefit of the doubt. I'm going to try and, like, make this work. I think separately, like, if these pieces were all separate pieces, like, they could work with, like, a whole moment. Like, I think the jacket could be cool with a whole different look. Yeah, I, think, I agree with that. You know, like, her little corset that she made, if it was styled, something else could be cool. Like... The pants are wild, but like, you know, they could be cool in some way. All together, it is just, it's it's like insane. Like, I love when somebody gets it so wrong that I'm tickled by it. Like, I'm literally <laughs> by this. Also, is this what she described she was going to make? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I remember her talking to Don. I remember she did say low rise jeans and she said something before that. And then she added a third thing and Dawn was like, I liked it up until that. Um, I know she was, I think, I think her modern, it sounded like her modern contemporary fashion references were the Bratz dolls. So I think that's kind of where mm. that was her, yeah. <laughs> her inspiration. The, the P, I can't unsee Pete Doherty in a houndstooth low cut t-shirt <laughs> that is on. <laughs> Fills me with the uh, rage. I can't even I mean, describe. Like, it's I <laughs> like Russell, like we don't, let's not say it, Russell Brand, you know, would, would have worn something like that as well, which is oh, creepy and slimy. He would have worn the shit out yeah. of him. With a yeah. pork pie hat. Ugh. Skinny. <laughs> and the jacket kind of gives, um, the black and white version of that Birds of Prey Margot Robbie jacket. Remember, like, yeah. The mm -hmm. But, like, obviously not as well executed. Um, it's just so, God, her walking out there, like, she was like, I'm going to win. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to love this. They're going to love this versatility that I'm serving. Um, okay, so the 
it, it is unclear, I guess, who's kind of high and low, other than like who won and who's in the bottom two, because everyone got critiqued. I kind of interpreted it as so. Sorry, they they tell Q wins, then they send Nymphia, Sephira, Dawn, and playing home. So or back. So I because um uh playing did get some critiques. I've just assumed that she's safe and. Because they critiqued Nymphia for not being able not be able to see her. I assume she's safe, so I'm assuming it's Safira and Dawn who are high. Q wins. And then Morphine is low with Maya and Plasma in the bottom two. Kara, any objections to that? Not one. I'm good. <laughs> I think they got it right. I think, you know, although Morphine wasn't gorge, it was better than Plasma and Maya. Now, look. There's a conversation being had at the moment. Universal music, TikTok. Is it ruining music? Do do young people understand what a full song is anymore? We don't know. What we don't need is TikTok versions of Lady Gaga songs as lip sync songs. Honestly. The world is burning. <laughs> it was shocking to me. I was like I was in tears almost. <laughs> <laughs> You, you won't cry at the new Jennifer Lopez documentary, but I you might, might cry okay. at this. <laughs> it was appalling. It was quite appalling. Yeah. It, I, I, it made me like roll up a newspaper and hit somebody on the nose for that decision. Like, <laughs> why? Why are we doing that? I don't. I don't love it. And the thing is, they have to. They have to describe it as Lady Gaga, Bloody Mary. Wednesday dance TikTok oh version. <laughs> it's so cringe. It's so like. <laughs> uh. Could you imagine like being one of the queens and like people in your life asking you like, "Oh, what song did you lip sync to?" And having to see that. Yeah, possible, what song did you go home to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, sit down. <laughs> you got a minute? <laughs> It'll take me ten minutes to say the name. <laughs> like, what a wild choice. Do you remember in All Stars uh, 7, the all-winner season, where they lip-synced to, like, dialogue? Why haven't they brought that back? If, we, if we're if we going to change up the lip-sync, bring that back. Like, that obviously was an iconic, you know, lip-sync dialogue to do. But there's plenty more that came from. Give us... If they're bored of listening to Dua Lipa songs, you know, <laughs> not diversify the playlist, but also give us some audio. We don't need TikTok songs as lip-sync songs. Yeah. We're not, we're not there yet. Okay, I refuse. I don't want to ever be there. Cancel the show before that happens again. <laughs> Who was it that did that spoken thing? Was it Monet? I think it was Monet and Jinx. Oh, yeah. That was so... They should bring that back. It was so cool. Anyway, that all being said, Maya wins the lip sync. And um, and I think it was pretty clear. Because, I mean, the flips, the headstand, everything. She did a pretty good job with what she was working with. Um, which means... Plasma sachets away. I genuinely did not see that coming. That she was the first person that I saw as a definite for being in the top four going home. I know Troy, you had Tsunami Muse in your top four. I don't know if she had been cut from that a few episodes prior to her getting <laughs> the job. <laughs> you know, that was just me being selfish because I literally just loved her. Like that was yeah. just me being a <laughs> narcissist. Um, but no, I was like kind of I was really shocked that she went home and like the way she went home because she hasn't really been doing terribly mm. you know what i mean like this her... is tsunami right they were talking about no plasma, oh, plasma. oh plasma oh yeah yeah. oh no totally she's been doing great it has been very decent like yeah. i don't know i would have been like god damn it i'm going i'm gonna go home because i can't fucking lip sync up against this bitch and she's been in the bottom what four times or three times. This was this was her third, yeah. Yeah. I really liked Plasma. I thought she'd be in the top four. It is a shock elimination. I obviously would rather have seen Maya go home. I don't. I don't. Were you, Cara? Were you more? Were you? You're a Maya fan. Did you, were you rooting for Plasma to go home? Not actively, but like I, I was happy about it. You know, I did my fully deserve it. Like for the entirety of her tenure, I don't know. But um, like she ate the the lip sync. I love the the Sasha Velour under the wig reveal, the backflips, the multiple backflips down the runway. Like I mean, Plasma just couldn't compete with that. Sorry, babe. Totally agree. Whereas I think 
I would say maybe season 13 and 14, definitely 14. I felt there was an element of even if like it was somebody who out lip sync somebody they'd send that person home if they just weren't performing overall in the competition like I think the significance of the lip sync had kind of lost its power for a while and I think it's back because this did feel like an early episode where you have somebody a forerunner like like a Jessica Wilde or I don't know like a Sunny going home really early in a lip sync and felt like they deserved to go home um because there's definitely like other episodes where they would have kept Plasma because Plasma was supposed to be in quotation marks in the top four. Um, so although I'm sad for Plasma, I'm glad that there's an element of element of peril in the next few episodes because that mm-hmm. makes it more interesting for us as viewers. So okay. yeah, m- mixed emotions, I guess. <laughs> That's a really good point. Cara, what do you think Plain Jane's going to do with this immunity potion? The most. <laughs> 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 what else? <laughs> uh, yeah, just the most like yeah, just draw it out, belabor the issue like she's been doing all season. Yeah. <laughs> do you think she'll give it to somebody, or do you think she'll just not? You know, will she just pour it down the sink for want of a better word? Honestly, like I, I could see her giving it to somebody. I think this could be like her like redemption moment, I where she's so. like you know swooping in and being the hero. I, I think I could see that. I could see it going to Morphine because they're sisters and mm. they are kind of friends already. I mean, I don't think, I think Morphine will do okay at this next challenge, but I don't know. Who knows? Maybe she'll have bad lyrics or something. Yeah. It also kind of feels like Plain is always like vying for camera time, like openly. Yeah. Like totally. she yeah. really wants to be on camera at maximum. Like she really wants to be on it all the time. So I feel like she'll do it even just for the narrate, the narr- the narrative, you know, like to be a part story for the season yeah yeah uh, i watched untucked wasn't that much good in it but plasma did reveal that the name of her fans was the donors uh so are either of you donors um <laughs> i can't i can't i can't i cannot <laughs> Not her name her. First of all, first of all, fan groups aren't a thing anymore. Like, what are Billie Eilish fans called? Or Olivia? Like, it's not a thing. I don't think anymore. Also, you should never name your. You never name your own fans. That's let your fans name themselves. Rule number one. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's why we only truly have respect for the lambs because the lambs are the only <laughs> respectable named fans. <laughs> oh, what about the beehive? <laughs> Mm, yes well we respect yeah. the out of fear it's a different thing yeah that's true <laughs> and truth and truth okay <laughs> we don't want our cars egged <laughs> <laughs> okay Kara. before we go who's gonna win ooh that is a really great question I'm hope fingers crossed for Nymphia. I think Safira is gonna be fine. Like I think she's gonna she's already solidified like a great career post drag race. I don't think she like needs it. I think Nymphia like I I like the vibe of her, and so I would like to see her as a winner. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Tell everyone about everyone's business, but mine. Yeah, everyone's business, but mine is a pop culture recap reality tv recap show that i do entirely too many times a week i don't want to get into it but (laughs) right now i'm talking about summer house vanderpump rules uh there's a tlc show coming back called seeking sister wife where really unfortunate looking men somehow nab multiple women at a time it's disgusting and i love it so yeah check it out and you're co- you were coming the traders too, right? If people were watching, also the traders, yes, definitely check that out. We have so much fun. Next week is a remix challenge, which is kind of early for the season. We mentioned the episode. I'm kind of getting the feeling that we're running out of challenges. It's weird. Like I don't recall a season where we did three design challenges. Mm. Like in a row it's like the thing that's confusing to me about it is that they have so many old challenges that they've retired yeah and that we've seen and that people like ask for um i think that they should start going back to like seasons one through ten and mm. like 
picking random challenges that we haven't seen in a while because I don't really understand. I don't get it. Are you saying bring back the Andy Warhol canned soup ball? <laughs> um, I would love that. Bring back the cheerleader challenge and see who springs an ankle or breaks a leg. <laughs> yeah. Let's just do a whole all-stars of the worst <laughs> maxi yeah. challenges ever. <laughs> All the most physical challenges that have nothing to do with drag. Do you remember All Stars 5? Uh, there was like a ball, but it was like at like RuPaul's family barbecue. And yeah. It was like his family members like sitting in a paddock off the main <laughs> stage. Bring back camp to this show. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> thank you so much for listening uh, head over to Sissy That Pod to find out more about the show head over to Beyond the Blinds for Troy's latest episode on Jesse Metcalf and Milo Ventimiglio hot guys on TV are they horrible people behind the scenes listen and find out until then I shall see you love you bye, bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.